Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Good morning and welcome to Hillhurst United Church. Here's the deal. For a minister, uh, there are tough Sundays to preach. It might be Christmas Eve when you have lots of the culture there who show up once a year. It might be Easter when people show up and they're wondering whether or not there's life after death. Or for me, one of the toughest one is getting out of and off the beach and into the pulpit. That's one of the hardest sermons to do. I haven't been in church before this summer, and now I'm standing here sharing a sermon with a blinking red light. This is tough for me. So uh, as you come to this, I recognize that some of you have been showing up faithfully every Sunday to Hillers United Church or another, or perhaps you're uh, zoning in for the first time thinking, this is the year we're going to go back to church. Whether you've been here for a long time or a very short time, we welcome you to Hillhurst United Church. Let us pray. Spirit, many demands, many challenges, many questions. We breathe into this sermon together, whether it's Sunday morning or Tuesday night at 11 o'clock. Help us to breathe, pay attention, and be a present to the right word for the living of our life. Amen. These days, as I move about, uh, inevitably the question comes up to me, how was your summer? To which I quickly reply, you mean, how is my summer? I'm one of those people who is in complete denial that summer is coming to an end. I'm one of those people who is in complete denial that it's going to be fall and February will come upon us. And so I want our summer to stretch as long as it possibly can. And so I usually reply, how is my summer? If they really want to know the answer, I inevitably get around to saying, for me, my summer 2021 was for the birds. They might look at me and wonder, what do you mean for the birds? Well, here's the deal. We were in Ontario for about a month uh, seeing family and friends, but it just didn't quite cut it this year. Due to COVID and all of the extra pressure and restrictions and stuff, seeing my friends who I normally see just didn't happen. Connecting with some of my family just didn't happen the way I had hoped it would be. Ontario was going to be renamed Rain-Tario. It seemed to rain every day in Ontario. We were at our humble family cottage. My mother tells me that it's uh, 65 years old. They bought the land and built the cottage for $2,700. You can't even buy a bike for $2,700. But for 60 of my 61 years, that's where I've gone every summer. And in some sense, it is home. But this year, it felt a bit like the birds. One of the traditions in our cottage, summer cottage, is to watch the news at night. And even that was hard, to turn off turn on the news and to hear about Afghanistan and to see our involvement there and people literally clinging to planes as they flew away, to hear about an earthquake in Haiti and as though it was just a quick passing thing, and then to hear about the election called and then people participating in marches outside hospitals, uh, politicians being hurled either an egg on their head or a stone in their back, and the anger and frustration in the world. It made you want to click it off. Don't ruin my holiday, I would say to myself. I never felt more like a skunk at a garden party than being in Albertan and Ontario this past summer. When people heard or knew that I was from Ontario, inevitably there would be some comment 
or some joke about our province or our premier. And then to hear about the, the government coming out, provincial government coming out with a lottery and then $100 gift cards for people who get vaccinated. It was a tough summer. In lots of ways, it was for the birds, though I recognize I'm privileged to have been in Ontario at a cottage. It was still in many ways for the birds. I looked into the origin of that phrase for the birds. It goes pre-car, and, and what it talks about is the, what is emitted from the horses would land on the ground and who would dart in to feed on the feces of the horses were the birds. And so the phrase for the birds was really like saying it's for poop or useless or meaningless for the birds. In some ways, I got to say, and if I'm being honest, my summer was for the birds. But then I realized something. I realized something. It was actually the birds that made my holiday and my time away such a great delight. You see, at our cottage, one of the things that has been lifelong in history, part of our community and our church at our, at our cottage is that after dinner, the, the lake would become calm. And someone would inevitably say, let's go for a paddle. Well, this year I had the great joy of going with my mom, who's 93, and I'm paddling out in the red canoe out to the lake, dead calm. And we would go and search for the loons, which is always the thing to do. And so we would paddle out and there sit on the very still water and look for the loons and paddle very closely, not to interfere, but simply to observe. Well, this year it was exciting because there were loons. Last year there wasn't loons. Something was missing last year that returned this year, the loons. And in the photographs, you'll see there's this incredible time of being on the quiet water and watching them dance and play right around our boat. It was so, they were so excited to be back this year. They performed for us beautifully. One evening, I decided to sleep on a tent on the shore of the lake. And, 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 and I woke up at three in the morning, well, not just because of worry, but I was wakened by the sound of the loons. And for whatever reason, you know me, I'm such a tech geek. I reached for my phone and I pushed record. And I listened to this beautiful song between two loons. Maybe you'll have a chance to hear it in this service. But every night, we had the opportunity to hear the call of the loons one to the other. It's haunting and mysterious and magical. And it is home. There's something about the water there's something about the call of the bird, the loon, that is majestic. I found out today that they have a 46-inch wingspan. That's big. I found out that they're not very good walkers, so they build their nets nest close to the shore. I found out that there's usually a pair in one part of the lake, but they mate for life. There's so much about the mystery and wonder of the bird, the loon, that I love that was part of my holiday. And in a sense, that bird and those birds made my holiday. But then I realized that, that there was another bird that was so much a part of my holiday. Forever in the generations, my mother has been the one who has a pulley that that goes across the front of the cottage, and then there's this the red um, water, sugar water that she's prepared for them. And you'll see in the picture here, Charlotte is there preparing and pulling up the uh, the water for the hummingbirds. 
And one night after dinner, when I wasn't paddling, I was just sitting in a chair and I could hear the hum of the hummingbird. Do you know they, they hum 70 times a second, 4,000 times in a minute, that sound of the hummingbird? And I sat in the chair and I watched and I listened to the humming of the hummingbird. These are the most beautiful and wonderful, tiny, teeny birds that dart in and out, that defend and eat fruit flies and all kinds of things, but they love that red sugar water. You know, in my former life, I think I was a hummingbird. I, I'm a darter. I flit, flit in and out and I dance and move fairly quickly, believe it or not. But there's an attraction to that bird and there's something about sitting in that chair for probably half an hour just waiting and watching for the hummingbird that brought great delight for me in my holiday. Just this past week golfing at Inglewood Golf Club with my son, I looked out over the Bow River and I saw an eagle circling and then suddenly it darted straight down into the water and right back up with a fish in its claws. There's something about birds this summer. My summer has been for the birds, but it has been enhanced by the birds. Do you have birds that you watch? Have you ever stopped long enough to, to watch, to listen? You'll see in the service photographs of David Gray from our congregation who has seen that as a spiritual practice to take pictures of birds. And I'll invite you to send them to us because there's something of the, the mystery and wonder of watching birds that helps us be present, helps us to stop, helps us to open up to awe and wonder that is the gift of birds. You know, birds are very popular in the Bible. They're mentioned over 300 times in scripture, different ways of talking about the metaphor and symbol of God being present like a bird or, or challenging like an eagle or vicious like a pigeon. Birds are metaphors to speak about our understanding of God. In the passage that Kim read a few moments ago, Jesus uses it as a reminder not to worry. He says, be not anxious. Do you not see that God cares even for the birds of the air? God counts the number of hairs on your head. But the image of God caring and being uh, attentive to even the smallest of birds, the smallest of hummingbirds, is an image of comfort. It's an image of care about who the creator is. Even though we forget and say life is for the birds, there's no point. Jesus uses the image of the bird to remind us there is care. There is comfort that comes from the creator. One of my favorite images of my dad as a kid was watching him do a final blessing. In those days, the minister wore a big black gown and they stood at the front of the church and did a blessing. And I can remember him standing in his Geneva gown, standing at the end of the service saying, they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those words of Isaiah about waiting, about the eagle and the, the, the wings of the creator, encouraging and lifting, inviting people to walk and run and fly and soar is a hopefulness of the Creator inviting us to know God will be the enthusiasm, the spirit that will lift us when we have fallen down. And many of us feel like we're crawling on our knees right now, 
but the reminder is God will provide, God will lift us to walk, to run, and to soar. And then, of course, the image of Jesus' baptism is so central for Christians that the Jesus who was baptized by John is down by the river and he's dunked underneath the water. And when Jesus comes out of the water, the heavens open and a dove descends on Jesus. And the words, you are my beloved child with whom I am well pleased, are the words of the creator at this moment of baptism. Historians will say we see the dove as white and pure, but, but really likely they're saying it was probably more like a pigeon, gray and ordinary, disdained and shoved aside, poops on her head. The pigeon is tenacious. And what if we wonder that the spirit is not just comfort, but tenacious and fierce, providing that kind of ongoing presence in the streets, in the mountains and the valleys of our life. The descent of the pigeon, perhaps. You see, scripture is filled with all these beautiful images of birds as, as power and strength and comfort because we use our words to try to explain what God's like and where God is in the midst of the messiness of the life we live. And these metaphors remind us of God's constant presence God's constant compassion and care for us, even when we don't feel it our very self. I heard a story about the, another image in the scripture that is so powerful to me. Jesus has a line where he says to the, uh, those around him, oh, I long to be like a mother hen who gathers her chicks under her wings. And apparently the story goes, and the picture I've seen is that, is that the hen gathers in the chicks under her wings. And even when a fire comes to the barn, while the mother may be charred as charcoal, when you lift the wings of the hen underneath are saved, the very chicks that were her children. It's a beautiful image Jesus used that even in the fires, even in the, in the COVID experience, even in the challenges in our political world, God is the one who will always provide the wings and care and compassion that we need in those very moments. I love that reminder and that image. So you see, my summer may have been for the birds for lots of reasons, but it's also for the birds. For the birds have brought me hope and reminder and compassion encouraged to make one more step, trusting that we are indeed under the wings of God the Creator. In your sanctuary behind my back, you'll see a picture of the winged beings. And every Sunday I look out at those and I imagine that God is the one whose wings shelter and comfort and call us together. And whether we are in our bed right now, our kitchen table, our couch, or listening, just know that God's wings move and she holds and caresses and comfort. And we will make it through this together for the birds. May God be with us as we journey. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, 
We invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.